Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. This is your host, Dave Neal. How's everybody doing today? A little intro before this episode. I had an amazing chat with Brian Moses, Los Angeles stand-up comedian and host of Comedy Central's Roast Battle. Uh, Brian and I had a fun chat at the main stage at the Comedy Store Comedy Club in Los Angeles. Uh, This club is the home of uh, souls like Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, um, and incredible comics. So we were able to podcast uh, from the halls of the legends themselves. Uh, this comedy club is so cool. There's gunshot uh, gunshot holes in the walls from uh, epic drunk uh, drug-fueled rages with Sam Kinison and, and all these awesome comics. Anyway, what we're doing is a little uh, uh, less harmful. Uh, we're just talking about past relationships. So this episode... Uh, this was a lot of fun. And what I loved about this episode, like a lot of episodes, it's, you know, we go an hour long, but it took about the first 35 to 40 minutes to kind of warm up, kind of like just sparring. And then all of a sudden we got into some good stories. And I love when we can do that. I love when I can talk to guests that I don't really know too much about. And then, you know, once we start chipping away, we find a really funny story. So Brian shared a funny story from high school when um, his best buddy, uh, had sex with his girlfriend. <laughs> hey, that happens. It's high school. We're learning. Um, I sound way more sick than I am. It's just Sunday morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I haven't talked much. Today, I'm making a frittata, uh, which is uh, a uh, basically a white guy's quiche, just a bunch of eggs in a frying pan. Uh, add in some peppers and every other vegetable that's about to go bad. And then uh, you bake it, and it's amazing. And it's got feta and cheddar. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also a nice reminder to you guys to make sure to write a review on iTunes. Um, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I keep on saying it. We're getting awesome reviews. We're at 109. You know, I can't stop until we get up to 250. So I need those reviews. If you've listened to at least two, three episodes, write us a review. It takes two seconds. You can do it from your iPhone or your iTunes account on your computer. Search sex. Actually, you have to search for it and then click on the icon. And then click reviews, then click write a review. Leave me a funny review. Give me five stars. The podcast needs it. The more reviews we get, the more we get new subscribers. Hey, we've tripled our downloads from three months ago. That's amazing, everybody. We're just trying to put up, get a push to have higher downloads now so we can get on a network. We'll have more um, you know, notable guests and things like that. So do your boy a favor. I do read them all. I do appreciate it. And you guys are going to love this episode. Enjoy my chat with Brian Moses. Welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast with your host, Dave Neal. I've literally uh, podcasted from bars with these mics. And, uh, you know, what do you do, though? (laughs) Well, sometimes you just, the ambience, you want, like, you just did, like, a rowdy feel, you know? Yeah, but then you have like you know drunk people coming up. What are you guys doing? Taking the mic? I could be better than this. Yeah, I've I've had my mic taken before. Yeah, Dave, don't. Yeah, can't do that. Word to anybody out there listening who wants to podcast: don't set up in a bar. Well, we used to we used to have a, a wireless mic we would put on this girl who used to co-host, and we'd send her off to talk to guys. Oh, and I, and I could just like hear them, and it it wasn't <laughs> sex positive because like you just hear the dude say like real rapey things. And yeah, like, oh, let's not do that. Oh God, what's the poll on that? Like, out of like every ten guys, how many guys? sound rapey it's um i'd say 40 percent. really yeah that's really high it's a pretty high rate i mean i don't think guys really understand what it takes like what you need to do to talk to girls well what is it dave how many girls do you pull 
Well, well, let's well we'll get right into that. Okay, but okay. I want to introduce you first of okay. all. We are <laughs> we are podcasting from the legendary Comedy Store main room. Yes. With Brian Moses. Thank you, Dave. Host of the Roast Battle. You're very modest. Thank which you. is now Comedy Central, but it is the the home is upstairs in the belly room here. Right. Should we go upstairs or should, <laughs> should we stay down? No, here? I kind of like being in this 400 seat room by ourselves. This yeah. is nice. <laughs> uh, so, so thank you for being on the show today. Uh, sex, actually, we talk about relationships, dating, sex. You asked what kind of girls I'm pulling. You know, full disclosure, in a relationship. Oh. Uh, but so, but I was doing all right. Okay. Uh, there's two types of comics I think in the world here, and I'm not not to brag, but there's the guys that need comedy to like talk to girls. Mm-hmm. For me, comedy's more like it was like an icebreaker. Like uh. it'd be like you do your set. It's like all right, you know what you're gonna get. I've talked about sex. You know, like you're not gonna fall in love. You know, it's not gonna be one of those things. And right. then, and then if a chick wants to talk to you afterwards, she's already gotten through the ten minutes of um, you know whatever it is. The right. Spiel. Into, right. Exactly. Yeah. Her her guard is already up, or it should be down by the time you get off stage. Exactly. I love that. Now, what what about you? I you know what I think a mixture of both I think I need it and uh, it is a great icebreaker as well yeah um, but I'm probably in the, in the realm of I probably need it you know what I mean I wasn't really doing too well without comedy before seriously I mean You're I a had, good looking guy yeah but you know what that doesn't and where I was in San Diego they're really about uh, the way dudes are built seriously you know, I'm a really lean guy and in, in Los Angeles that doesn't I think uh, being as lean as I am helps but I still think comedy helps as well yeah I think so. in L A any any sort of gatekeeper to how you can help a woman out is good. And whether right. that's by being a, a boyfriend who's like successful in right. entertainment, because out here it's like casting director, producer, or name actor. If you're right. not a name actor, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like right. chicks will be disgusted by you if they don't see a high IMDb ranking. There's that. And there's also, I want to say the flip side, especially in comedy, they, uh, they love a dude with potential. You know, yeah. if you can make them laugh a little bit, they're like, I can maybe mold this and maybe get him an acting job. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a, so he can live on my couch for six months. It's a codependent thing. Like they, right. they, if, as long as you're on the upswing and yes. I guess, and in comedy, it's hard not to be on the upswing. If, I mean, I hear that. I guess I mean, internally no, but right. If you're getting up, I feel like you are just bound to get better. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, for me, like, I so, so with stand up, like there's those comics that, you know, they, they like talk about their dick size on their act. Like that's. You, if for guys, if they want to use stand up to get girls, I feel like be a little be more self deprecative with it. Yeah, just get laughs. Yeah, but not not with some like too much sexual energy because yeah. the chicks will read that. They're gonna they're staring at you already. Like right. you're the, you're on stage. You've already got the power. It's like literally your your ball to lose at that point. God, you look a comedy guru. I'm 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 not on the wall out here. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, jeez, though, I'm, Dave. Wow, that's really good advice. Well, uh, well, so so Brian, so you're on. So the so to get your name on the wall at the mm-hmm. comedy store for those listening, you know, we've got hundred hundred different countries out there listening. I comedy store is one of the countries. yeah yeah they're out there. So Shanghai, Egypt, what's up? How are you guys? Really, we're beating the shit out of you guys in the Olympics. Yeah, right now. <laughs> fucking not to sound like the villain, but we're we're winning. And, and I don't one even of the best know American Olympics we've had. That's all I look at is is a uh, gold medal tally. Yeah, twenty six right now. I, I don't mind the total medal tally, but it's gold medal yeah, tally. It's That's like 70 right now. This is Monday, the, I don't know, the 14th, but yeah. And it's we're, never enough. We're crushing right now. What's, what sports are you watching? Uh, I'm watching them all. It's all so much fun. I mean, obviously the swimming is headlining right now, and then uh, track and field's coming up because it's the second week, but... You know, with the exception of the, uh, the the women's soccer team, I think everything else we're pretty much doing what we're supposed to be doing. You know what's bullshit is Usain Bolt is so fucking fast, <laughs> yeah. but he only gets two, maybe three chances every four years to win gold. Michael yeah. Phelps, uh, Michael Phelps, amazing. We yeah. get it, but he gets to race in four different 
categories yeah. and then different lengths. Right. So he could literally win up to 12 medals a year. Uh, yeah, and, like, the and the relays he has too. So, yeah, it's almost like Serena and Venus in the doubles. It's like, yeah, because they're the yeah. same. But they also win like, in, in doubles matches too. I was talking to my girl about this, and she made a good point. It'd be like if, if Usain Bolt could have like like skip if like that, you know, what I mean? he would win skipping. He would be the right. fastest. You know what I mean? If he could do it, but it's like you either run or you, you, that's what you do. Versus swimming, the fly, the backstroke, the medley. I don't even know what half of those things are. There's so many ways they had to swim. I mean, there's only one way to run, and that's just fast. Yeah. So it's like we get that you. I mean, he's got twenty, what twenty four golds. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's amazing. I don't think he's ever. Yeah, he's never like lost a major competition, right? No, I mean he he got a silver. He tied for silver in one race this year. Ooh. So he's got five. He's falling off a little bit. Falling off the wagon here, and yeah. he's saying how he's going to quit, but there's no way. I wonder in how two he and a half year. Um, I think swimmers fuck good. Really? But I mean, yeah, at the core. His fiance has to deal with the fact that he's just like an ugly, ugly dude. <laughs> and it's not just his looks. He's like annoying. You know what I mean? Like she's going to have to deal with that. And that's, that's what women don't care. You know what I mean? She, yeah. I mean, he's the fastest man in the world. I mean, I can only imagine how he has sex. How he sex. She, she's got I bet six, it's long. It's probably long. Yeah. Or, I mean, he's a, he's a sprinter. I don't know. But he, so she has security <laughs> for life though. And that's what's important to, to girls. Okay. Comedy doesn't necessarily provide security. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's like, you to find a girl like my, my my girl like we're like gypsies you know what i mean like she's like totally cool with the like fact you don't that, say long hair yeah <laughs> whatever usa t-shirt exactly <laughs> well she just doesn't care i mean like there is pressure like her I, I could tell with her family more than her that they're like what do you, yeah but do you make money like they've do you ever find that where people will ask you how much money you make in stand-up i feel like people non-entertainment people are so comfortable want, wanting to know right. my fucking accounting <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah, you're right about that. I guess I didn't really think about it until you said it. But I yeah, do a free usually, podcast. Oh, like, what do you do, think? Yeah, I bet you get so much money. I'm just like, what? People think we make money at this? That's crazy. It's so funny. It's cute. It's what it is. I'm like, oh, it's, that's adorable. I mean, I guess it's yeah. It's painful to hear that. You're like, oh wait, money. I should be making that. But you do. <laughs> it gets you different. It's a it's a showcase. And like like we were talking about a showcase for the ladies. It's a showcase for other things. Like you you were on the ground floor of the roast battle. Yeah. Which do you want to quickly explain what that is for those listening? Yeah, the roast battle. Uh, we're a, we're a television show on Comedy Central. We had a short run here in the summertime. Um, what we do every Tuesday here at the Comedy Store is it's two comics will verbally assault each other and uh, with wit or insults. And then you have three judges who are going to judge that. People like Bill Burr, Sarah Silverman, David Tell. Uh, Jim Carrey was there one time. Uh, gosh. Uh, then you have, I mean, there's so many other things that happen to and audience. And then it's just like a yeah. ranking. Yeah, you've got so many things. And you it's, can't even explain the dynamics to, I can't, yeah, to those I, watching I, on TV. That in, in the room, it's just insane. Right. Jimmy Kimmel even said that. He's like, I can't really, I, I can't tell you how, how great the show is just saying. You just have to see, experience it. And you're totally cool not yeah. having to roast other people. No, no, those who can't roast toast. I mean, that, you guys are <laughs> gladiators. You've done it a couple times. It I'm one and zero, but it wasn't a pretty roast battle. It's a hard. I think thing we both to do, pretty dude. much got like booed. <laughs> it's like, a hard thing to do, man. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm going to be out there in a couple weeks too. Yeah. And oh, I just it's my second time roasting a girl, and I'm like, oh, I, 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 I honestly don't want to be like doing word associations on a notepad about yeah. her chubbiness, or you know what I mean. Like you got to find right. anything you well, can. You were, you were saying that earlier. To your credit, earlier you were talking about a guy shouldn't sound so sexually aggressive. So yeah. it's almost like you can't be a bully with a woman because then you look like obviously a bully. But in this case, you just want to—you just have to destroy him because I know <laughs> she's sitting down in some cubicle, like with all of the roast dudes trying to help her out because yeah. you know comics want to fuck her. Uh, Valerie Tossi. I know Valerie. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. And she's well, good. she okay. So 
and she's been on the podcast a ton of times. I drive her like half of her shows because she's lazy as shit, and we live close by. Get her. Yeah. There's well, <laughs> no, but she she last time she won with a line that somebody I think Omid gave it to her gave her this incredible line mm-hmm. right before the show, and all she had to do was like not stutter, right. and she delivered this line and it leveled the place, and then she was like in the top fifty ranking after that. And I was like, <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding me. Hey. And that's just how it is. And so she'll probably, well, I'll report back for those listening either way in a couple yeah. weeks what happens. Um, if it's not too brutal, maybe I'll play the audio. I don't know. Ooh, but well, I, like I, I hate to, I always be like, yeah, I'll play the audio. And then the next episode, I'm like, yeah, we lost the audio. I deleted it. <laughs> well, <now laughs> you can always watch on Periscope. Uh, that's It's on there too. Uh, for 24 hours. 24 hours. After, yeah. It's brutal. It's And it's the most... I mean, I don't know. Honestly, it's the most anxious I've ever been before. It's not stand-up. It's just... It's a with, sport. With stand-up, you can bomb a joke and juke and jive. With this, it's like it's like tennis. It's like you right. go, I go. It's just brutal. I mean, have you seen anyone like really lose their cool? Oh, uh, Not during the battle, after the battle, maybe. But not during the battle. Because things were talked about that war were supposed to be off-limits, or... Oh, God. I, I just saw that. I mean, uh, I heard a guy say everything's cool to say, and then I, I saw the guy just lose his mind afterwards. Yeah, but, no, Ralphie May, there was a thing with that yeah. that they were talking about on, on um, I was listening to, I think, yeah. um, the You Know What Dude podcast. It's a New York um, comedy mm-hmm. podcast, and Mike Lawrence was on it, who won the Rose Bowl. Oh, it was uh, Bobby Kelly. Yeah, but I love York. Bobby Kelly. Have you done yeah. his podcast? No, I haven't done his podcast. I never got to New York. You got to get to New York. Yeah. Um, and not to promote the other coast here, but New York <laughs> is fucking amazing. And that's where I, I got my start. I did my first set ever in the belly room uh-huh. and then moved back to New York and then did comedy for a few years in New York before I came back here. So, like, it, I got, like, a taste of, like... And it was a good... It was a, it was a, one of those, you know, showcase shows. So, like, the audience yeah. was very kind. Really? I mean, you know what I mean? It was... It well, was, man, showcase shows here, they fucking... They're the opposite of kind. It was... I don't know what it was. It was just like a sold-out room, and yeah. I, I didn't get horrible placement on the show. Like, all the little things that you need when it's, like, your first set ever. Like, Damn. you want that sweet spot. Yeah. We had worked for, like, a month or so on our jokes. But, like, there was... I mean, I ran them at a mic in, at the HaHa back in the day, and I bombed okay. horribly. You know what I mean? Like the little things, like just pausing for laughter, like didn't, didn't you know what I mean? Just right, let the jokes breathe. Right? Oh, it was horrible. I love that. <laughs> you got your start in San Diego. I got my start in San Diego. Yeah, I was there for about three years, and then I came up here. I want to say April Fool's Day, two thousand ten. Okay, and I've been here for a little over six years now. So you're like a nine. You're approaching your tenth yeah. year. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm coming up on ten. Okay, I, me- I started to mention earlier. You got your name on the wall outside. Mm. There are plenty of well-known comics that have never gotten their name on that wall. Yeah. What, what was that feeling like? Uh. You know, I think when you start out, I, I, well, I started out, I said, uh, you know, this is going to be something I'm going to do the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Almost like working out or, you know, if, uh, if, my, if my full-time hobby is, gosh, let's say archery. You know what I mean? Like it's something I'll do the rest of my life and I'll never stop doing it. So it was almost like, oh, okay, cool. That thing finally happened so that I can work on the next thing I'm working on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it felt like a, a release. So, so people talk about the comedy store as sort of like, I don't want it, like a fraternity or a school. It's Definitely. like, it's got to be, and I, I, with my feeling with it is like, like most things I'm not involved with, I <laughs> love the idea of what everyone has in the walls here. I feel so out of place. And I, it's, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever feel that way here or did you immediately just be like, yeah, like this is a workout room. This is where I this Always is where I live. a workout room. Always, just because they don't really, they don't book a lot of guys around here, you know, especially when I was here, it was, um, you had to go through the open mic system, didn't matter who you were, you had to go through it. Yeah. Like, if you were Dan Cook or Louis C.K., you had to go through the, the open mic system, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, in that sense, I, I knew it was always a workout room, because you weren't getting, like, an hour to work out, you weren't getting, you know, they weren't, they weren't Dave Chappelle and Dan Cooking, let you do, like, three hours at, at, your, at their place. Right. And, and, you know, shooing everybody else. Like, you literally got 15, if you were, like, a major name, 45, you popped in. 
Yeah. So it was always a workout room. And on Mondays, it's a three-minute open mic. And if you kind of graduate and you're kind of yeah. past that, you do the friends and family, which is still mm. three minutes, right? Right. But it's like better placement than the show. And it's just, yeah, and the whole show just goes on from like seven to... Yeah. The potluck is interesting. It's an interesting dynamic, especially for new comics. Like when you get here, there's a trichotomy. You have the comedy booker who is, you know, he holds your... You know, your pseudo comedy life in his hands. Like, as a new person, you're always just like, oh my God, I want to impress this guy so I can get on. But it's like, you have no idea what you're doing still. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he really doesn't even care what you're doing. He's just like, he's looking for, like, you know, the next person who's been doing yeah, it. Yeah, you have no years. shot. You think exactly. it matters. He's like, oh, he wasn't in or he walked out. You have, it does. so, so what? We'll so matter. what? You got three minutes of material. What yeah. happens? He's going to just book you now? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he's there. Then you have this audience who's walking in this place like it's a museum because you have neons of like all these guys: Michael Keaton, right, Richard Pryor, Robin Williams. Robin Williams yeah, you know, all these guys are on the on the uh, you know just on the on the lights that are that's around this this stage, and they're like, oh, is this going to be the next Richard Pryor, Michael Keaton? And for the most part, like you just started doing comedy a week ago, you know what I mean? So like, how could they even see that yet? How could you even see it yet? But you even still, though, yeah, it's that, of course, it's that um, happy so you blissfulness. This, yeah, you had these like tourists who are coming in to see. You know, they don't know what they're saying. A lot of them don't speak English. Every tour bus drives by. Exactly. I mean, there's, there there were bullet holes in the wall from yeah. from the heyday here. <laughs> there was the strike in the seventies, yeah. uh, suicide out front, gunshot. Even recently, yeah. someone was killed on the patio. Yeah. Like this shit's real. Like this is an institution. It really is the comedy college. I love you said that earlier. And there's been uh, there's been years yeah. where I mean, right now it's it's in an absolute, probably an absolute. Pinnacle. It's on an upswing. Yes, absolutely. It, as far it's as back like to booking, the boom, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, I was here Saturday night in you know standing room only in the 400 seat room, yeah. and then you got the 80 seat rooms. Always got a hundred or like the, well, you know, it, there's three different rooms, and you can walk into one or another. Like I was using a bathroom, yeah. and Mark Maron's peeing next to me, and yeah. I'm like, this is. And, you know, f- you know, for us, we got to like kind of play it cool. Like you're all, you know, you want to all be on the same level. But for comedy fans, it's it's wild what you can get out here. <laughs> yeah, and New York has that too, but it's just different. Like it's small clubs, right. like the Comedy Cellar. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look, you know, go to the pizza place right next to it and see Chris Rock and Louis C.K. Right. or anyone like Chappelle, anyone. But they blend in with this crazy sea of people. It's just different out there. Yeah, absolutely. But out here, you know, you're talking about the Booker and how sort of like important that like they are to the to the comedian and how you're supposed to you know you need to impress them but also not care it reminds me of women mm. not, not to steer this back <laughs> but doesn't it like you're supposed to like you you want you want to impress them but if you're ever trying to impress them they know right it's what you're you not need confidence outside of them you yeah. know what i mean like you need to they, they you need to know that he's not going to make or break your career but he needs to feel like he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that sense, like she needs to know, like he's looking at me. But you, if you're nice, she's just like, well, why isn't he looking at me? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm the baddest bitch here. Why, why is he not looking at me? And you're like, oh, there's other bad bitches I can get. I don't need you so much. <laughs> Do you feel like, and now with stand up, you obviously like, you know, there's there's many clubs, alternative venues, bars, whatever. You can perform all over. Uh, and then you kind of bring the goods back here. Do you do you feel that with with audiences and with girls that as you've kind of honed your craft, you just kind of show the best version of yourself? Uh, on stand up? Yeah, like do you the see best like, version of myself? Like, like like as far as uh attention you might get after a set w- w- with women. Do you see like can you tell if a girl watched your set, oh she's, you know, she's down. Uh yeah, I feel like because especially working here at the comedy store, it is a college in that sense where uh you have to learn you have to learn about a lot of different personalities, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, in learning that and learning all the different personalities that are that, that we see here in your audience here at a comedy club, it is a little easier after you get off stage and work here for so long, you kind of understand what kind of person they are. You know what I mean? So if a girl is down, 
her uh, her guard's gonna be a lot a lot less down. She's gonna want to hang out a lot later. You know what I mean? She's gonna be buying you drinks in a sense, or, or almost to the point where like, oh, she's picking you up. You're not picking her up. Yeah, exactly. You know? So yeah, you can definitely you can pick up on those things a lot easier in a comedy club. And but then uh, going outside of a comedy club, I still don't know. But inside of a comedy, but that's club, what happens. Know, it's I like totally yeah, know. you learn the cheat code, and of course, like for those listening, if if you ever want to do stand up yeah. to meet girls, no, just don't <laughs> go. You know what I mean? Like it is because it is like a very long process to even feel remotely good at this. But it is. Yeah. But it's like it, it's a currency that a lot of comics cash in on because you do it for a long time. Yeah. A lot of comics are weirder. You know, you you forget how to talk to people outside of stand up, and it's like well, because this becomes your home, your bar, your it's, it becomes everything that your social life is. So mm-hmm. you build a sort of validation with other comics. Do you, do you ever find that like, I mean, well, let me ask you this. Do you ever, do you have a, uh, a hookup policy with female comics? Do I have a hookup policy? Uh, I know what, a lot of, a lot of co- women have that with male comics. Like, right. nah, I won't touch I, them. Yeah. You can't supposed to. Yeah. I, I know that's always been like a rule for a lot of girls are just saying, uh, if you're a comic, don't touch other comics. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, "Quote unquote shit where you shit eat, where you eat, and that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, <laughs> no, because this this is our field. You know what I mean? It's it's uh it's hard to meet people outside of this. I mean, like this is all we're I don't know. This is all I do. You know what I mean? For the most part, uh, this is this is my this is my scene. So this is yeah. This, I don't but have, can you I don't tell if like you're like say if you're seeing a chick who does stand up? I mean, and well, let me ask you this: if she's a couple years below you, because mm-hmm. you see this a lot, and 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 if guys would use sex to to get get up in the stand-up world if they could but it just doesn't work that way there there's 85 percent of comics are male and so like headliners they want to bring a younger girl or whatever it's it's not sort it's not really a big issue it's just if you look at the numbers women they, they might date a guy and get nothing out of it but in the industry it's still seen as like they're sleeping their way to the top couldn't be farther from the truth a lot of the times but like do you ever find like girls that are trying to hit you up that are like like do you, do you, like open mic comic still like a first year comic? Uh, they hit me up what for? Just just like can you like you can just tell they're hitting on you or something? Uh, yeah, I, I would say yeah. Like I, I mean, I mean any any level, I guess. But I mean for the most part, yeah. If a girl's talking to you and she and she has a you know you you can just tell. I think just human nature, you can tell with people if they're trying to hook up with you. you I'm trying I mean? to live vicariously through. Yeah, you know <laughs> I can feel it. I'm I'm trying to like get some. I'm two and a half years into my relationship, and yeah. I've never dated a girl. I've never had a girlfriend call me her boyfriend before before this oh, relationship. Really? Wow. I've always been. It's been always so casual, right? Especially in New York. Smooth. I mean, I like that. So ca- I, I mean, it's yeah. nice. I'm 31 now. Mm-hmm. I'm at the age. So we started dating like you know, I was like late 28. I didn't. I wasn't. I don't. I, I think. I was too young for a relationship. I still do. Right. I would have like loved if if, I, if Tasha and I could have met late thirties. But at some point, yeah. it's like, well, like this is a girl that I've known for a long time, and it, like I'm not gonna wait for her to meet some. You know, see, like she's the type of girl like dudes approach her yeah. at every corner trying to date her. She's like wildly. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, they blow her up. They all disappeared about five months into our relationship. <laughs> they all kind of got the hint. And they right. just, like, all of her male friends stopped calling to hang out. And I was yeah. like, yeah, you understand why. They were all trying to fuck you. We were all trying to fuck you. That's yeah, what guys... That's, well, yeah, it's, it's like sperm to the egg. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're the sperm that got in. And yeah, I don't know. What, you know. And you know what it was is she, she can be super emotional. Mm-hmm. And I think I just... I wasn't the fastest sperm, but I just, like, dodged enough bullets, I think. I just, like... Everyone, consistent were, and persistent, I'm assuming. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now I'm in with the family, and I'm like, all right, it's too far. Wow. I've gone too far. I didn't have a game plan after the initial hookup. Okay, <laughs> so I, you know what I mean? Like, relationship. 
Yeah, like I like some people are like, oh, I want to date this girl and put a ring on her. Yeah. I was like, I need to have sex with her. Like that was my primal. <laughs> like my, I, I'll tell her that that was my honest primal. I thing. love that you're honest about that. You have to be. And she doesn't listen, which is nice. But if anyone ever wants to, like, if everyone clips <laughs> random comments out, and I'm like, yeah. oh, he's got to explain this one. But you'll be fine. But that's what it is. And then it's like, all right, yeah, like we were her and I were friends. Like we built we built a friendship. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I mean, I want to hook up with her the whole time. Right. But you know, at at some point, I had a different girlfriend, and I was like, you know, she had a boyfriend. And so we were just friends, and yeah. then one day you could just feel it, and you're like, "Oh, this is, this is actually a thing. Like I actually have a shot at right. this, which I never thought I would have. She's suit like way out of my league, but which is a great place to be. It's a great place to be, yeah. and that's when I knew. Like that's why, like I was like, "All right, if a chick's that far out of your league, that's who you try to settle down with." I like that. because you can find. I mean. And she, you know, she models, she shoots with other models and stuff. Yeah. And like, they, they have like these model houses where they'll have like, you know, there's a company. I've heard of these. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I gotta, oh yeah, I gotta bring you to one. So I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get a stand up show at one of them. Really? There's a place called Arsenic. Oh, they man. have millions of followers, millions of fans. Really? And Tasha stopped working there because like they are, they are a little too like bootylicious. Like there's models that like do Instagram and then there's models that get paid. Like okay. Tasha gets paid. <laughs> like it's sickening her yeah. rate compared to like my rate. My rates, can I get a free meal? No, I'll still do the job. <laughs> like I'll ask for a beer, but if not, I'll still be there. And it's like, you know, it, it is ridiculous it. what chicks can ask for when yeah. they're in demand. But these other girls at the arsenic house, they're just juicy asses. They yeah. really are juicy asses and tits. That's, that's all it is. And, um, but Hey, we gotta, we gotta, I'm, I'm going to start doing a, some podcasts over there in a, in a standup show. So you got to come. It's a man, really? it's a mansion in the Hills. And every day there's like 10 different girls there and like whatever, like dude photographer. And I love it. These photographers are just like comics. They're just like, they found a thing that gets them to talk to girls. Yeah. They got the camera on a sleeve tattoo. And, and they're like, good, dude. I mean, they know how to talk to them too. I, I've, I've seen the work. They're yeah, good. I mean, so, some of them do, and some of them like there's they get the girls regardless because they're following or whatever, right? And and that's just what they do. But like Tasha, so like we're still friends with those people, but she really like you know she's I, I hope to think above just a booty shots. <laughs> but I've been proud. I've been proud to say like we've opened up Maxim before, and like her ass is wow. on it. It's like just. Like you don't wouldn't see her face. Like they literally, yeah. but that's how that's how like obnoxious it is that they'll literally crop out the rest of people's bodies. Just but as a guy, I enjoy it. But as her boyfriend, I'm like trying to. I'm, I'm sort of feminist right. you have about to be, it. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, they wouldn't show your face, babe. That's fucking bullshit. But then I'll look at ten other girls' asses yeah, and yeah. not care. You know what I mean? So like I I I understand. Uh, how hypocritical I am with it, but it's like it's like a dude who just like like a dad who just becomes like a soccer fan because his son's good at soccer. Right. It's like, bro, you hated <laughs> soccer, but yeah, like we just, you know what I mean? Like, you just yeah. pick your fight. So, I, so where was I going with this? I know with her, like <laughs> what, like, uh, like I don't even like wh- like I know that that's out of my league, and I'm fighting for it. And you know, we still have, you know, like I'll, I'll post a photo, I'll interview a girl who's like, you know, just on the podcast, and I'll yeah. post a photo and. It, depending on the way the wind's blowing, she might get jealous. I don't know. Yeah. She's not a jealous type, but like women, that's just, it, it's always a threat. And men have to deal with threats, right? Yeah. Like, 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 have you, have you dated a girl long enough where, um, where like you just see other dudes like sliding into her fucking social media yeah. or, or shit like that? No. I mean, for the most part, if I'm with a girl, um, oh God, how can I say this? I sound like a, a dick. Uh, I've I'm already pretty, sounded like a dick this whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> almost like I just feel like I think we're we're both kind. Of, or I'm confident enough to know that you know she's 
there's nobody that she's not gonna be with anybody else you know that yeah. kind of thing i mean i guess maybe i'm naive in that sense but usually i i don't settle down with a girl unless i know like fucking she's mine that no that's good thing. i mean that's yeah. good I, and uh, you know i don't i probably don't have that level of confidence but i'm not yeah. oh, i'm look with my girlfriend now i'm never worried like she had to do a photo shoot in mexico and, yeah. I, and I was like fuck are you kidding me and i wasn't like worried of anything yeah. like like going on because i've always thought this like if she were to ever cheat on me as fucking like heartbreaking and all that shit as it would be i'd be a single guy still doing stand you know what i mean yeah you'd be so like right that's the way to make relationship work is if both parties know they can stand on their own completely without each other and i've and I've, I've had past relationships where that it where you know where that wasn't the case where if one person needs the other too much it's ugly like have you ever had that where like a chick was too needy or or she was or Always. you were too needy with her yeah yeah, 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 that's usually how it works out. It's usually I have crazy codependency issues, or she does, and then yeah, one of us has to just fucking be like, "Hey, this is done," or just you know, one of us just ignores each other till it's over. So, <laughs> so, have, so have you been the guy to break up? Because I don't think I've ever broken up with a girl like on my yeah. terms. No, no, it's uh, yeah, I usually how I yeah, I usually just kind of um slide out. I'm just like, all right, I'm kind of they, they they pick up the hint of just me being over, it, just like ignoring it or. You know, or they'll do the same with me. Just like they'll be really distant, and I'll be like, "Oh, what the fuck did I do?" And yeah. Just like you're so fucking codependent. I'll be like, "Oh, that makes sense." But that's nice if a girl if a girl yeah. can pick up on that and slide away. Like in my case, usually whoever yeah. pulls away, the other person comes on harder. Right. Exactly. You, it's like your move to be like, like yeah. I've always said this, like a lot with a lot of relationships. Like this girl broke up with me like early on in the relationship, and it's like I only wanted to date you long enough to know why I didn't want to date you. Oh, but I didn't get there. You know what I mean? I know that's oh, that's kind of no, deep. But that makes sense. Yeah, it's like Damn. no, no, no. Like I didn't want to marry you. I just wasn't ready. I didn't. I didn't get around the bases mm-hmm. yet, like you did. Like, like I get that's okay. I don't care that you think I'm a piece of shit, but I don't know why you're a piece of shit yet. <laughs> and when that doesn't happen, you don't get the closure. Right, exactly. And then you're just like you're stuck. You're just like, oh, this person. You have to convince them that you're better. Yeah, and and and, I, yeah. and for me, I've you know with Tasha and I, we've had about fifty times where we've been in fights, and we're like, all right, if the and I'm just been like, if she doesn't agree. I'm not saying she needs to take all the blame. I'll apologize. But, like, if she doesn't meet me somewhere in the middle on this, whatever debate we're having, then, like, we're not meant for each other. And each time. And I don't mean that, like, as an ultimatum. Like, uh, like, it might literally be 2% of ownership she has to take. But I have to know that she's at least remotely trying to, like, keep the you know to coexist with me yeah and and when that and every time that kind of happens i'm like all right i guess we're kind of like that that's what they mean when they say like ride or die like we're kind of cool like that even when i even when you know uh, you know bullshit happens and we're just you know we we haven't nothing's crossed the line as far as that's concerned and i've had every other relationship before i've always had a hang-up with like like chicks exes coming back into the situation and it's like why are you still friends with this guy like why like like I've had I've had girlfriends were like yeah I wanted to get um, meals with Dan or whatever his name is and I'm like why like what do you why can't you bury that that's your issue yeah I don't deal with that you know you have, you have, yeah yeah that's but what I, I was I, saying I, I also don't like yeah I, I'm I'm not really I guess like I'm not dating too much you know what I mean with with, with shit like that uh, like you know girls who are gorgeous like that who have like a bunch of fucking dudes trying to fuck her you know what dude I mean? I've dated every problem type of chick you can yeah. imagine because I because I was the kid. I was the chubby kid growing up who like was never the first guy picked for kickball. Yeah. I always wanted to impress. So like I understand like I've always gone after the be- like the best yeah. looking chick I could. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you wouldn't fuck like whatever, yeah. but like if you're but like what you want to show to your friends is always like the shiny Here red the, ball. Yeah. 
And so, but then I met with all the issues that come with it. Right. And, 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 and in pastor, I mean, I, I had a girl in, in like, I'm not like there, when I lived in New York, you know, I went to business school. So all my friends were like living downtown making crazy money. Yeah. I mean, they come to my shows when I'm in town and it's just, I'm like, they're like, Hey, let me buy you a drink. I'm like, no, no, no. And they're like, no, nah, right, you can buy like they're like, my buddy drove me, drove me home from a gig and he like left a bank receipt out in his like convertible. And it's like, you're not gonna, I, it wasn't, if it was folded over, I wouldn't have opened it. It was right. literally yeah. laying out. Look at me. Yeah. And this was Screaming, like eight right. years ago and had 70 grand in his check. Jesus. Eight years ago. I, I don't even know where that is now. That was like yeah. a year out of college. Anyway. Never had 70 grand. Oh my God. I don't I, even had like fucking 10 grand. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I just don't. Um, so donate to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it's just crazy. It's just crazy that. But you know, you got that, that keeps us humble. You know, like we're, we're like we're doing work. We're not. You're not making these crazy. I mean, look, I could have. You know, anyone can learn finance or like whatever or like stocks. I mean, anyone. You got to date what you like, Dave. What do you like? I, li- I like I like telling jokes. I mean, I like. Right, well, I mean, what, like, and a woman. What do you like? Uh, what like, do I like I, in a woman? I, yeah, like, like who's your? Who could you hang around all day with? Could you hang around with Tasha all day? Um, I get. I get anxious when we spend too much time together. I've acknowledged why that is. Okay. And uh, it's going to sound super cheesy, but yeah. I've, I'm kind of dealing right now with the book, The Five Love Languages, yeah. and everyone has a different love language. And I think men and women, men are a, a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Women, women, a lot of them, their love language is quality time. Mm. They don't want to be the chick who comes to our gigs. Yeah, and good. for me, uh, my thing's affirmations. And a lot of comics, like we want affirmations. Like if I have a set and I do well, like if I have a really good you want set, lady to be there. And she, yeah, but if I'm driving home and she doesn't like compliment me, like she knows right. I did well, bro. And and same thing, she's seen me bomb enough, right. but she knows and I've done well. I'm like, are you not gonna say good job? Yeah. And it, it comes off as like insanely insecure. Word. But it's like just give me a specific compliment. I'd rather her say like which bit she liked or some cool reaction. Like she already yeah. knows my act. Yeah. But like anyway, so. I've literally had to force feed her, but like, look, I need affirmations. <laughs> my my quote unquote love well sounds so gay to talk yeah. about, but that's what it is. Like my love well doesn't need crazy amounts of affirmations. You, I could probably get away with four a week. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, don't, I don't need to wake up and be like, you're great. This and that. We just deal with rejection and a lot of that shit. We yeah. need to know the people close to us really believe in us. I hear that. And she would say she believes like, Hey, we live together. I'm dating you. I love right. you. Of course I believe in you. It's like, you got to say it. Yeah, but (laughs) but for her it's quality time and so chicks they want quality time they want to believe that they are important not and and for me it's like well if we're going to a gig if i got a gig on the road come with me we'll get a glass of wine even though it's like if it's a five hour round trip if we spend 45 minutes uh that's like quality on a date we should be good and no different so so what i've learned is like look i don't need to spend every day all day with her okay. but like this friday we decided it was quality time day we spent most of the day hanging out and it, we just got lunch at the grove That's she had easy. to return some shit we did some of her errands but it was on her terms it wasn't my errands so that i think that can get that can buy me like five or six days right. one one day of quality time <laughs> a week so what so when you ask like what i look for in a girl it's I don't want a girl who's too needy, but I also have to recognize that as a guy, I'm kind of a piece of shit and I don't need quality time. Like, I can't remember the last time I was like, I want to spend more time with my girlfriend. It's just not what I need. I we that. get that love. Like, like I always go back to tribal shit. It's like, they're at the campfire. They're at camp. They're, they're, they're all together. We're out hunting. We're doing our standup. And I, it's, it's stupid to compare because it's so trivial what we do, but yeah. it's like, we just want to know our chick is like safe and we're going to try to provide for her. 
So that's what I mean. How do you, how do you feel with all that? I don't mean to put words. No, in your no, mouth. that's I'm, how I, I feel. I, I'm just listening. I, you were the guru here. So I'm really not. Yeah, I'm loving it. But uh, yeah, I I I, uh, I almost agree because uh, I'm not a real big affirmations guy so much as a uh, I I am insecure in a sense where I just need to hear. Hey, you're the you're the only thing out there for me. You know what I mean? Just, okay. just like rub my belly a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, that's a, like that's probably less of a professional affirmation, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but like a still a, a yeah, loving. Yeah. After a set, I'm just like, yeah, fucking, who cares what I did? You know yeah, what I mean? dude, how, how great did I look on stage? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm not like yeah. I don't need her to be like you're the one for me. It's like yeah, I, I got that, but like yeah. uh, maybe like a specific compliment is something I need. But you know, you either need affirmations or gifts. And like, or mm-hmm. quality time, and until until I get so little quality time that I crave it, that's right. what she needs. Like, I, like she needs it more than I do, so I always get it whenever she right. needs it. I just feel like if she saw me, if 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 my lady's in the crowd, and I'm, I'm doing well, and I know I'm doing well, I'm hitting all cylinders. If she's just beaming from ear to ear, I already know I did well. You know what I mean? Like if she's gonna let me fucking do anything I want to her that night, yeah. I know I did really did my job that night on stage. Well, that's you know good I mean? though. You get to see her. You get that yeah. reaction. You can see her smiling. I mean, or, you know, I've I did a show. Um, in my girl's hometown, and since oh she's from Kentucky, but her closest oh, club is Go yeah. Bananas in Cincinnati. Uh, it's only like half an hour away. So doing a show, I leave my like my audio out on her table mm-hmm. to, to just like grab audio, and I cr- it was just like sweet spot. I had like a short set. I would, they were just kind of like giving me time and just crush, just bury yeah. the next guy. Fun. And I heard no laughs from her, and I wasn't listening. But it's yeah. like she's, and then I just have to realize she's looking at me. Like everything's happening with her visually. She's not laughing the way someone who hasn't heard a joke before laughs. Word. Like, like she'll laugh at like some riffing, so because it's new to her. Uh-huh. So, so it really is about me getting over myself. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> exactly. being like, look, Fuck, I know what so triggers my codependency. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking her to enable it. I'm just saying, like, prove to me that you can meet me here yeah. and know what like helps keep me secure like i told and this is going to sound weird but like sometimes she'll do like implied nudity photo shoots it's like it's what happens oh. yeah yeah it's like google it i mean i i'm so comfortable with it now she does it all the time where it's like it's implied it's like for a bikini brand or whatever it's for lingerie like that's that's her gig right but so to her it's literally her body's you know while she respects it it's also just part of the gig she's so comfortable with it she knows there's nothing really sexual it's just a cold room in a in like an old fat photographer or whatever it is i mean there are very few times when it's like actually like they're in in the moment together it, it that's just what it looks like but when i see a photo online i'm like fuck like you're gonna drop that on instagram and not warn me first Word. like look i'm not telling you what to do yeah I don't like. I don't want to be the guy who tells her what to do because I know she's the type who she'll she'll want to do ten times worse because right. she doesn't want to be told what to do. I just want a heads up if you have a photo, and this this hasn't happened in in like such a long time. But like, yeah. she have a photo laying down on the beach and, then, and like from over the top, and I'm like, there's a dude standing on top of you. Can we address this? Like, I like it yeah. sounds psycho to her because she's like, yeah, it's my job, but to me, it's like, yeah, but why is he standing on top? You know what I mean? And and she's like, yeah, it's a chick. It could be a chick photographer for right. all I know. But as a guy, like I build this scenario that's really damaging to who I am. Like it doesn't help me. Right. And with social media, you don't get the chance to just ignore those things anymore. So like when she sees a photo of someone I had a podcast with, even if it's a chick that like we talked about her boyfriend the whole episode, yeah. to her it's like, oh, we're laughing and bonding and staring into each other's eyes. That's you know? awesome though. It it's, it's awesome that she gets jealous. Yeah, and I in in honestly like to defend her, it's not it 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 it's only happened recently where yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm not trying, but like what I've learned, this is what I've learned, 
if with my codependency, I don't want to bum her out. I don't want to disappoint her. So sometimes I've held the truth from okay. her. And to, and to me, ignorance is bliss. You don't need to know. <laughs> like I've had, like I said, Val, Val, Valerie's come to Mike's with me before. Mm-hmm. She lives close by. She drives a piece of shit car. I'll pick her up. Yeah. So we'll go to a mic. And I've not told her before. And then like it'll come up late down the road or Valerie will be like, yeah, when we were driving to that gig and she'll be like, you went to a gig with another chick. I'll be like, yeah, like, I, like it's no lie, but, yeah. but to her it's lying if you hold the truth. So what I've had to learn is just deal, like deal with the, mo- uh, how I feel in the moment, be honest and know that it's not worse than like yeah. covering your tracks afterwards. By the way, it's, I feel like that's a, that's a great strategy. It's almost like uh because then it makes her like, oh wait a minute, you know what I mean? Am I not enough? That kind of thing, and it kind of puts the onus back on her. Just like, yeah, oh, I need to like, I need to like, I need to come more correct. And you probably understand, like as a comic, you can feel, you know, most comics can feel the room. It's like an empathy. Like you can feel when something's not right or weird, yeah. and it's like never a visual thing. It's never like an like an audio thing. It is just a feeling when tension comes, and we have that. Like we like, you know. The human body, like I don't, I'm not huge on on how this all works, but the chakras and all that shit, like I'm not spiritual that much, but we have like glands, like intuitive glands that release like a feeling when shit's weird. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a heightened fight or flight type of deal. Spidey so we, sense, right? yeah, so we know you just know when like oh shit, like did I say something too far down the line or did someone heckle in the room's weird? And with with her, it's like even being honest with her, I can still tell. I can't just be like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna go take Valerie somewhere, like, and then leave and just mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not like a sociopath where I can just leave her to her own feelings. Right. And I think it's healthy to be like an equal level of an equal part of codependent where I care what she thinks. Right. Otherwise, you know, I'm not trying to hurt her because I know deep down, like if she wanted to fuck with me, she could post any photo of like, you know, she could get the comment section going, like (laughs) whatever she wants to do, she's going to win that game. Right. So like, I don't want to play it. Yeah. You can't beat a hot chick on the internet. You can't. There's no way. I know. I know Bieber (laughs) and Selena Gomez is so weird that I know this. They had this fight like yesterday and she just like leveled him. Yeah. You can't beat a hot chick on the internet. Like the internet loves hot chicks. They love racism and hot chicks. (laughs) That's what the internet loves. So have you had to deal, I mean, have you like, so have you used like, um, any sort of online dating, any of the Tinders or anything? I never do. That's the one thing I've, I've, I just haven't been able to fucking jump into is the uh, just because visually I'm not that stimulating to people, so I just know I'm not going to win that game. You even know what I mean? even no, but you could put a screen grab, Comedy Central logo on the little I, corner and clean up. Yeah, I, I've heard that's the same. I've heard that now. <laughs> because I'm, now I'm like almost thinking about it. I'm, like, I'm now your fu- talent scout. Right yeah, now. right. <laughs> uh, I just haven't done it. Yeah, Tinder, uh, any of them, Bumble, back when uh, uh, Blender or even you know Grinder for all the well, you know all the gay people out there. I haven't done it. Uh, yeah, I just haven't. I haven't jumped in yet. No, and plenty of fish. None of that. So, so what's your primary source of like, like, like where, like what's next for you? I guess is my question. You're gonna meet sex a girl. Wise? At a cl- God, you think, man, you think it's give like, me, give me all the group sex. Yeah, yeah. That's a big LA thing. Is just group sex. Parties. Bring it on, man. Bring it all on. I, I'm in. Just bring your bring your girlfriends. You know. Okay, so you can write Bring to us at Sex stuff. Actually Podcast. Yeah. Let Brian know that you're interested. Yeah. I would love to set that up. Right, dude? Group sex? I only get emails on this podcast, people going through divorces. Yeah. Well, I'm into that, or, too. Or breakups. Yeah, you need yeah. you need a slump buster. Come see Brian. The indes- <laughs> I am the ultimate slump buster. I, I was the rebound king in, in New York. Really? Yeah. Because you can just sense. tell the girls are all going out. My, my whole thing with this, whenever it's girls' night out, girls' night out always meant somebody fucked up. 
Right. Because girls don't just have girls' night out unless it's a birthday. I love hearing this, this right? No, yeah. But I mean, think about it. They have someone's getting divorced or going through a depression or a disease, whatever it is. Somebody fucked up. All the girls rally together, yeah. and then, uh, and then like hours later, they finally descend it. Like, there's only a specific window. It's like a hurricane, right? There's a yeah. specific window when you can break into a girls' night out circle. But once you get in, Word. like I had a dan- I had this one girl. Um, what the fuck's her name? This redhead, I can't remember her name. It's probably Katie. Okay. Call her Katie. Perfect. And uh, I met her at a girls' night out on the Upper West Side. Some shitty bars, like Dollar Draft Night. Yeah. Um, I love. First of all, I love New York. Like everyone says, how expensive it is. There's so many places you can party in New York on the cheap. And we're doing. They're doing the girls' night out, and I was like dumb enough to sort of work my way in the circle. Had a good wingman. You need like you just. They can tell if you're the creepy guy alone at the bar. Totally. So you have at least a wingman, and if you don't have that, make give a bartender a good tip. Get his first name. At least have like a like a a, a reference point to triangulate okay. the, your game here. Smart. And um, and I got in, and I got in a little dance off with this girl. Horrible dance moves. Me, horrible. Yeah. She had cowboy boots on. We're dancing. She breaks her foot. Oh, breaks her foot. And all of her friends left. So she's sitting there drunk with a broken foot. Oh, my God. I, like, a, like a bird you find in the park. I right. like scooped her into a little shoebox. Yeah. I brought her home. We didn't. I don't think we fucked. I'm pretty you sure. A broken foot, Dave. I'm we, glad you didn't. We, no, we didn't. But it was one of those things like she found out afterward. It was like she jam- it felt like she jammed her foot. Right. And I uh, got her home. Five, a five-story you know, five walk up. It was, oh. it was brutal. And uh, we ended up hooking up later. But it was still like I took I took care of her, my yeah. room, and it, which sounds super creepy. But the, I guess the, I don't know where the point of the story is going, other than you can break into girls' night out. But chances are, then, oh, she was celebrating a breakup that she okay. just had, so she went from broken up to like getting stuck broken with me foot. with a broken foot. Right. But <laughs> lo- I mean, luckily I wasn't super. Wounded. Yeah, like she wasn't running away. It, it, luckily, she couldn't obviously. She couldn't. She couldn't run away. She didn't have her own keys to yeah. get home. Wow. I, I literally think I did her a favor. I think no, you did. You did her a solid. Man. I'm sure if she's listening, she would disagree. But <laughs> she got a she got a warm breakfast the next morning. What's your what's What's your one-night stand policy? What's Let's get into one? that, and then we'll yeah. get out of here. I mean, we're hanging out. This is fun. Uh, my one-night stand policy? Gosh, I don't know if I really do a lot of one-night stands. I, um, I'm i passionate, man. I fucking I get after it. Uh, I think when I was younger, maybe it was just get out of there as soon as you can. It was like, as soon as you nut, you just got to fucking, you got to skeet out the door. You know what I mean? What if a girl, what if you bring her back to your place? I always do away games. Oh really? Yeah, always away games. Yeah, Never road soldiers. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, 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 I love seeing a new. I love seeing girls' bathrooms. Yeah, I love like figuring out who if they have roommates. Yeah, I saw the movie um, Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen that movie? Uh no, heard of it. Basically, every time this dude makes a mistake, he tries to go back in time to fix it, and he ends up in like a completely different fucked up situation. <laughs> and then one time he blinks. And he wakes up in a sorority house and he's walking around and all the chicks are like checking him out and he's got the hottest chick. And that's yeah. honestly what I w- used to want to be. The guy who could like take, you, you go on the road, you, you meet some chick, she's got roommates. Yeah. You don't want to fuck them all, but you want to sort of like just feel that vibe. Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> what it was in New York. Everywhere you went was a new apartment, a new part of town. You get bre- you'd, you'd walk out the next morning, like whenever, you know, sunrise, just get out of town. Yeah. There's always a new bagel stand. It was literally a, a fucking tour. 
That's all new. I don't know how LA is. I pretty much started. I love that. Jesus. LA, you're looking for parking. You just got to yeah. get out before the meters <laughs> yeah. turn on or whatever. But New York's one big fuck fest. It's a fuck fest. Really? And, and they try to scare you away. They say there's like crazy rates of STDs, whatever. But for the most part, it's a pretty. And then when Tinder came along, yeah. you're taking New York had boroughs with different, you know, the Puerto Ricans. I lived mm-hmm. in the Dominican neighborhood. Puerto Re- yeah, I lived in uh, the, the um, it was like Hamilton Heights. It's like okay. 140s on the west side. Yeah. Pure Dominican. Uh, but like the, then now you got Tinder, and so it's like you're just a, everyone's mixing, and you're like talking to people outside of your class. And yeah, it was a f- the real social network, man. It, it really is. is. It's kind of remarkable, you know. You can fuck anybody. I tried to bring it to my hometown in Portsmouth, Rhode Island, like a farm town. And uh, like, I know Portsmouth. That's where uh, the NBA draft campus held, right? What? Yeah, Rhode Island. Yeah, Portsmouth. Yeah, you sure it's Portsmouth, Rhode Island? Yes. NBA draft camp. Yeah, it's an NBA draft camp out in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. I don't right even now. know what that is. Yeah. Well, look but, it up. Is it like a training? They yeah, go? it's like a lot of kids. They get they get invited out just to like it's almost like not a combine, but it's a uh, like a camp. They would just they'll invite guys out and like just to check them out. Really? Like, yeah, that's funny because it's, it's like awesome. the whitest town in New England. Yeah, it's safe. New England's a white New England's. Yeah. There isn't much. There just isn't much culture. Right. It's, it's all you for, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. Yeah. Well, that was New York. I mean, in New York you have culture, but New England it was you're you're just it was just Irish descendants that are just like angry. Yeah. That's all it all was. The cops, right? I mean, you were from. Are you from upstate California? No, I'm from I'm from Southern California. Southern California, Central California. Oh, so you okay? So, tell me about high because like I play um I play in a baseball league in the yeah. South Bay and we go to we play at different high schools. They're fucking gorgeous campuses, aren't they? We never. I mean, we had you know you get winter. It's you get like one month out of the year in the spring and the fall that are nice weather. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's scalding hot or just ten feet of snow. Yeah, it's but like scalding here, hot in gosh, I would say yeah, just the summertime. Right like now, August, it's pretty obviously. bad here. Yeah, yeah, it's just now. Uh, but it's dry at least. I mean, you have like so the, the high school campuses. You know, like you're eating outdoors. Mm-hmm. You're kind of walking around. I'm sure yeah, I don't really know bad weather. You know what I mean? I I grew up in a desert community, so we had I think we had snow one time in the in the 18 years I lived there. Uh, but for the most part, it's always always sunny. Did you? How big was your high school? Mine was small. I came from like a small town because I was a military brat. So we grew up in a really small military base. What would um, you say base. Um, as far as the total pop- high school population? The town was 25,000 people. Okay. So you can imagine. It's still like, bigger than yeah, my town. You, you can imagine the kids are probably, what, at maybe 800? Okay, yeah, that's pretty much where we were at. So yeah. you pretty much know, you pretty much knew everyone, everyone throughout high school? Everyone, right. Now, does that make it harder to like meet? To like hook up with a girl because I was horrible. I lost my virginity. Oh, dude, I, yeah, I lost in my, college. I lost my seventeen. You know what I mean? Oh no, no. I, see, was, I was not, I was nineteen and change. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, no, I can I can definitely understand. Yeah, I wasn't like yeah I wasn't like an ugly duckling. I would say like, as a kid, it wasn't. A, I didn't really sprout until God. Even after I, I didn't really sprout until I would say I got into stand up. I, I my confidence built a little more. Yeah. You know? Did you play any sports? I played basketball. Okay. Yeah. Were you good at it? Yeah, I, mean, I was. I, I well, I mean, as good as I could be. I but that's not a sport. Sports you don't really mingle with girls you know what I mean? right so like, right right they like football players bro they like jobs Nah, well i played football and yeah. I, I i played i played the uh cool guy yeah. sort of vibe that didn't get laid really like i was i think i was the guy that everyone thought was banging somebody else but but because i would try to play it cool like yeah. if i could give myself advice like if i could go back to when i was 15 i'd be like stopping stop playing it cool and tell girls if you like them right because I just I had no I had no dad sort of I had none yeah. of that like this is what you have to do and and I think a lot of that get does get passed down older brothers like I had no guidance to be like tell like tell a girl if you like like we we gotta make it too hard I think like no you gotta be a dick to her it's like well you can be a dick but let her know you like her and then yeah. be a dick. or you know what I mean oh I always let a girl know I liked her and like I I remember high school it was a girl Kathleen McKinney dude she was Ooh, so Kathleen. hot to me oh my god. I like wrote her a poem. I fucking bought her flowers. 
Bro, she just wasn't into it. She just wasn't into she it. She just wasn't into it. Started dating like a friend of mine. I but you know like, what that is? Fuck. That's you. That's an open micer trying to get in with a booker right yeah, there. Yeah, man. What that she is. just wasn't into it. I mean, like, she thought it was so sweet and so cute, but she was just like, yeah, whatever. Though. Was she your age? Yeah, yeah, we were same grade. That's the thing with yeah. with high school. I always did well with girls that were a couple years younger than me. Right. But even, like I said, even that, I never, you know, never good enough to actually seal a deal. I was yeah. just an absolute idiot. And I like asking people about this because it's so funny. Like, you have this. I don't know. I don't know if it's a blissful confidence. Like I never had my heart broken in high school. Like you, I couldn't be damaged the way I could be damaged now. Really? Like yeah, I'm yeah. just so much more like I don't know out there yeah. in, with the elements than I was back then. I was like I'd play my sports. I wouldn't let it. Uh, I, I don't know if I. I would still try to get. With, I would still kind of get with girls, but yeah. I wouldn't give it the time it might have needed in high school. It'd be that. like, and even my first year of college, it was like if if we couldn't. If I couldn't like get you that night, I'd move on to another girl. That sounds really right. creepy to say get yeah. you. That night. <laughs> but like it was so bad. And then the only ad- only advice I ever got was I worked in um I worked at, uh for a heating and air conditioning company and they used to, in the summers and they used to pair us up with like I was like the the helpful hand. Like mm-hmm. I would just he'd tell me to get something, I wouldn't know what it was. I'd co- go to the bucket and I'd get it and yeah. you know be stuck in an attic all day. But this dude, he was probably like late 20s, he would offer me advice. We'd literally be working on these construction sites with, like, no chicks in sight. And he was sort of like – he was a blue-collar guy, but he was still kind of cool. Yeah. And, like, he gave me this advice, and, and and I that was it. Like, I didn't – like, he was, like, the big brother advice that I got maybe five years too late. Oh. So it just – it pushed everything back for me. <laughs> but, yeah, but – What was the advice? The Okay, it's going to sound a little weird, but the best advice he said is yeah, – he goes, you never know what a chick will do unless you ask. And he could have meant it in a, and I'm sure he meant it in a way more dirty way. But like, honestly, if I used that advice after a night of hooking up with a girl, I was like, "Hey, I'd love to have sex. What do you think?" Yeah. And of course, I would never say that now. But once once you get to a point where you can kind of make the read, you don't need to say it. Yeah. But I was so I wish I just said what I was feeling. Like I feel like with now with stand up, a lot of times we can just call out whatever the mood is. And with my girlfriend, I'll just be like, "I know you're not happy. I don't know why." Right. Whereas like. Years ago, I would have been like, try to fix this, and, and you know, and now it's like, let's just ask. And I never, and, and with, with girls, I never did that. Like, I never was like, put my hand, like, I'd played, like I said, I played the cool card. So, and then I got that advice. I was like, all right, maybe, uh, maybe cool card's not going to work for me. Damn. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's just, I, yeah, I, I you, you got to get a little dirty. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get your feelings hurt a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, I, I got mine hurt real. I would say, after I kissed my first girl, I got my girlfriend maybe a month or two after that, or I thought she was my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. She ended up fucking my best friend. Really? Yeah, dude. It was like, and I, I found out, that was my junior year, and then my senior year, they didn't. They told me the week before prom, so... Oh, you didn't know till later. Dude, I was upstairs and they were fucking. All right, so just run me through this. Yeah. So, okay, um, you're junior in high school. I'm a junior in high school. You start I like kissing this the girl. girl. Yeah, I like this chick. Uh... It takes her a minute to like you know like really start to like date me. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, her best friend was my best friend's, you know, significant other at the time. So that that's how they all knew each other. And then I guess she always wanted to fuck him because <laughs> then they broke up. Uh, her best friend and then my best friend. And then I want to say like maybe they, they break up it's like a month or two after that. Me and her kind of going hot and heavy. We get a, we get in a fight that night. I go upstairs to cool off, and then he goes and fucks her in his bedroom. So it was, that's almost even worse because it was almost like a passionate, like, fuck you. Yeah, it you was. Gave her, you gave, I mean, not that you did this, but I, like, I mean, he in fucked her, her before eyes. I did. I didn't even fuck her. I, I, wow. I, we weren't even having sex then. And you were, were you still a virgin? Yeah. So 
So was she a virgin? No. God, no. Did you know that she wasn't a virgin? Yeah. I think the second guy she had sex with is my best friend. So how did? So where did you find this out? I found this out. She said, we're on the phone one night. You know what I mean? It's, it's like high school 98 or it's high school 2001 or whatever. All right. And, you know, you're still using a cordless phone. Uh, and she's just like, we're, we're in this thing. I'm about to go to bed. She's going to bed. And uh, we get in a little bit of a fight. And then she's just like, well, your best friend, you know, he's not who you think he is. Like, oh, what the fuck shit. is that supposed to mean? You know, she's like, you need to just ask him. I'm just like, all right. So I couldn't sleep on that. Obviously, I of wake course. up and first did, thing did in the you, morning. Is that yeah. exactly what you thought that they hooked up? I didn't know. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I. You know what? I put it past my best friend because I wouldn't think he'd do that to me. You know yeah, I mean? you're like, I'll find out. I'm sure it's. Yeah, know. I didn't think it was that. I was just like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what did he fucking? What happened? You know? And wow. then uh, I'm just think. I mean, yeah, I'm not even thinking the worst. I'm just like, he didn't fuck her. Uh, so then. I wake up the next. I don't wake up. I just I get up the next morning basically <laughs> after not sleeping, get to school and then I'm like, "Hey, Renee said this thing, bro. What the fuck?" And he's like, oh, "I wasn't gonna tell you till I move, man." Uh, till you, <laughs> till I, yeah, Ted. That's no. This is first response. Like, I wasn't gonna tell you till we graduated and moved, but uh, yeah, we fucked. Remember that night you guys got in a fight? I was like, "Oh, I was in the oh, house." Oh my gosh! And how long did you date her for? This was like a year. We were going. So you yeah. literally were still dating her when he found out, and that was the final straw. Yeah, was it, it was like we straw? were just starting to date when they fucked, and then they never told me that happened. And it always felt weird the next day, too. Like, they had fucked. Like, like looking back, I'm like, yeah, they, they obviously fucked because they were so weird the next yeah. day. But I'm like, you know, a fucking 17-year-old kid who doesn't even know about wow. sex at this time. Just no, like, no, no clue. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, you guys been so weird. All right. Oh, <laughs> man. It's funny to th- – to, I, I love hearing these stories, and there's something about – the innoc- there really is something about the innocence yeah. of high school when this shit happens. I mean, I, I – I feel almost lonely looking back at how I was. And I wasn't really lonely at the time, but I look back at like, like a chick I liked, I didn't make a move on it right away. And then, the, and then a the couple weeks later, the baseball yeah. team's talking about which dude fucked her. And I'm like, right, I just right, right, right. I was just at our mo- place yeah. watching movies. <laughs> what did I do wrong? You guys are fucking. Yeah, like, I could have been that guy. And I was, you know what I mean? So, so what did you say to her after you found that out? Oh, I was more, I was more pissed at her. I wasn't even mad at him. I was like, that's, that's that was like you know that was my boy. I was just like I wasn't even mad at him. That's such I, a guy thing. Yeah, yeah I, I, was, I hear you. Wasn't even mad. And like looking back, I should have been like fucking furious at him. You know what I mean? But I wasn't mad at him at all. I just drove to her house and like, like you know, I stole my parents' car. I was just like, I gotta get to her <laughs> house, man. I just gotta get there. So then I take my Dude, take priorities my car. for sure. Yeah, and then I'm just so mad at her. I'm just like, what the fuck? And she's just ah, well, you know, and she's like, she didn't say anything. I was like, you know, there's no justifying it. And then I was like, this is over fucking proms next week i was like what am i gonna do because <laughs> you, you care do? about proms. you do of course like, yeah of course and then uh yeah we, we just did, broke we up didn't have photos like we have now back then it's like come yeah. on we were gonna get the disposable camera take yeah. photos in our tux it was like a big deal yeah. to be at prom oh the, got God, a down payment dude. on the limo already yeah, this is like 2002 yeah did I you take anybody it. yeah i'm taking like my sister's best friend she was hot but I was just, it, it just wasn't, you know, she was a freshman. It was just ridiculous. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> nice, though. But did she have, like, it was a curfew and all that? Yeah, no, nah, she was fine. Oh, right, so you have a younger yeah. sister? Yeah. And, yeah. Our, okay, we have, we, we gotta, we, you have to come back on the show another time, because oh, yeah, we're about to it. run out, but yeah. I finally, I finally tapped the nostalgic nerve here. Yeah, man, I, fuck. I, I wish, really if anyone's it. listening who's a cartoonist, how great would it be to, to, to start animating these stories? <laughs> I would love to see the story of you guys getting in a fight. I don't want to see a cartoon version of your buddy fucking your chick. I don't want that. Yeah, but, like, I guess he's like a monster hog, too, so fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the thing about him. I was like, you fucked up. You, oh. And you already knew his dick size yeah, because exactly. you're buddies. And oh, for dude, people that I don't understand, you know when your sucks. buddy has a big dick. Yeah. You just know. 
I remember the first time he had sex, he just like uh, he had this pickup truck, so they fucked the back of his pickup truck from a real like white trash way. So it's my hey, boy. that's not. I've yeah. fucked on a car before. A, yeah. a pickup truck bed is an improvement from a hood, a slanted hood. <laughs> right. Oh God, Jesus, dude. Was that 1979? Jeez. It was a 91 LeBaron. Real? With, what? And I just got in a car accident, so the I had the hood replaced, and it was bare metal. Oh. So the chick's ass was on bare metal. It wasn't dude, even you like really polished. want to fuck. God, you needed guys, it. That's crazy. Needed it. Needed uh, it. Sorry. <laughs> Continue on. Anyway, so, so he's, he's fucking in the yeah, back of his. He's fucking back of his truck. And Dodge we hang Ram. out. We're playing Madden. You know what I mean? Like after all this happens, and it's just like you lost your virginity. Oh, fucking sweet. And then like uh, he's like changing his pants. He's just like, oh, bro, look. And it's just blood all over the fucking. You know. Oh, this wasn't with your chick. No, oh, this God, was with, I would have fucking. Killed oh, okay. him. I see what you're saying. So yeah. he, I was gonna. So he was being open because this was with another. Yeah, girl. yeah. This is his. This is him losing his virginity to his. Oh, his, so yeah, I've never, chick. I've never had sex with a virgin. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never did. had to deal yeah. with that shit. So he had a huge hog. I don't think I ever have either. And yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. It just wasn't. It, I'm glad now. I'm looking back. Cause that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, take somebody's fucking innocence like that. It's crazy to think. There's there's so many layers to why it's crazy. But it's it's. I was I had a, a friend on the the podcast the other day. We were, we were talking about high school like hookups, mm-hmm. and it's weird because I'm I'm 31 talking about. I mean, in essence, a 16 year old chick. But I was yeah. 16. Right. Do you know what I mean? But it's yeah. still weird because like it's like with this hindsight, you have such a oh, such dude, a I was 17. Inter- she was 18. She actually fucking she raped me. There you go. Statue of limitations are, are gone, though. But yeah, she definitely. <laughs> she fucking. So was she in high school still? No, she was a freshman in college at the time. Good for you. So you're telling me you don't yeah. have. Well, I mean, you she know, was like you the weren't summer. good with I mean, the ladies. I knew her throughout high school. You know what I mean? She was like a social butterfly. Was she a catch for you? Yeah, dude, she was. But then, like, she had so many demons. You know what I mean? Like crazy demons. Like what? She was a cutter. She was a meth head. Oh, jeez. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Wait. Oh, wait. The girl you lost your virginity to yeah, yeah, ended up being too. okay. So, yeah. oh, so you basically got your best friend's sloppy seconds yeah. by your girlfriend. Yes. I hate to label it, but I needed to. Yeah, you're right. I don't know how do I can make that a title no, of this episode. You're, you're but absolutely right. I don't know if we can we can even follow that. So I think yeah. we got to end on that. We're All actually right. at an hour already. But uh, dude, thanks so much for talking to me today. Yeah. Um, let people know this podcast is going to come out um, uh, the following Monday. So yeah. if you have any shows you want to promote or just your social media, um, uh, yeah, you can catch me uh, at Rose Battle. We do it every Tuesday. Uh, VerbalViolence.tv is the uh, website. And uh, and to reedify the fucking. Trichotomy, it's the crowd, the booker, and your peers are all in the same room in the OR. So if you ever want to get a chance to check out like new comedy and, and people getting their heart broken, every Monday the uh, the comedy store in the original room. It's like gladiators where it, watching someone die on stage actually can be enjoyable. Yeah. Once you've heard every joke imaginable, it's like, let's watch some real fucking like, shit go down. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for being on this episode. For everybody listening, make sure you check out Brian's um, stuff. Follow him on social media. Uh, give him a shout out so that he knows that we're all listening here. And again, whoever's <laughs> animating this episode... Uh, please get get that back to us. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We fucking open some wounds, dude. Come back on anytime. All right. All right. I love you. All right. Take care, man. Bye.